Hello, and welcome back to Unbridled, the unofficial BoJack Horseman podcast. I'm Aram. I'm here with Sean, and today we're going to be discussing Season 1, Episode 2, titled BoJack Hates the Troops. What do you think of the episode, Sean? BoJack Hates the Troops. Um, It was an episode that was just laden with even more content than the first episode and uh overall it was very enjoyable um it was definitely there's a lot going on and uh they really jump into (laughs) sort of like some of bojack's fears of why he can't write this book so i thought that was interesting yeah um there's definitely like a deeper dive into that aspect and then there's also kind of the this is the first we get a lot of politics in here or like maybe not politics so much as like political issue discussion yeah kind of and you're right like upon rewatching these i realize how tightly packed and dense the episodes are so i try and find like a through line to go through it and to me this episode last episode we learned a lot about bojack's flaws yeah and i feel this episode we learned that in addition to all those things he's very confrontational this episode is a series of confrontations with a lot of people over like various topics and he's often correct but all of the failings of his character makes it so people still don't yeah agree with him or like him or no one sees it from his perspective even though i think in a lot of these the viewer is like I agree with Bojack. Like, Bojack is correct. Yeah. I see his point. But everyone else in the show world, like his friends, his agent, like the media is all like, Bojack, you're insane. Yeah. I think, well, if I guess jumping into the the episode, I think what matches your description is sort of the confrontation that we get in the first, the opening bar scene where he he's just sitting alone at the bar just minding his own business and uh from behind him you hear it was it was she was she a human or was she a she was a human she was a human she's on the phone yeah so she's just there's this lady behind him on the phone who's joking with her friends about like oh you, you won't believe who i i just ran into at this bar it's bojack horseman drink drinking by himself um he looks really sad he looks sad (laughs) yeah well i mean i think anyone drinking alone at a bar can no because she said she says that oh that's the thing she's like oh he looks so sad and you're like (laughs) oh my god you're just saying this right in front of him so he's like right there just trying to mind his own business and he approaches her because he he's kind of fed up with hearing her talk about him behind his back and I think at that point her friends have shown up when he approaches yeah, her. Yeah, wait. So first we get her alone, like right. ribbing him <clears throat> and calling him out, and he feels self conscious about it. And then he gets a phone call from Princess Carolyn. Oh, okay. Yeah. His agent. And we get the first introduction to this holding song. Oh, yeah. This okay. weird jingle that the Jellicles. I've tried researching it. I don't know what it is. I, like, I don't know where it comes from. I think it's just for the show. I think. 
yeah i th- i thought maybe there was a reference there it's or not maybe, a re- <laughs> maybe there is and we're just not getting it like i i tried looking it up online there's no reference it's just like a really cheeky show joke yeah um so then princess carolyn's on the phone she's making sure he's ready because tomorrow apparently he starts his book interview with oh, diane yeah. so she could start ghostwriting the memoir their first meeting. and there's some ribbing and he there's like a caddy joke nice little animal pun again and then we come back and the first girl her friends have arrived there's two human girls and a chicken the yeah. chicken is clucking while taking <laughs> pictures you know it's a little gobble gobble yeah they have their cell phones out they are at this point just being totally obnoxious and you know for anyone in real life that'd be just weird and rude absurd actually you know and i think that that's at the point where bojack snaps on his way out and he and he turns to them and uh he starts basically calling them out on just i'm trying to remember i didn't write down the specific quote but i i think this really has has to tie into what you were saying earlier um about bojack being in these situations where he's right about what he's saying but it's just like due to his character and the way he approaches it 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 comes it still comes off as like he's kind of like a a dick well also you have to think about you said like other people like yeah this is rude but the normal behavior people don't confront in real life like with strangers like yeah when the girl asks him she's like well, if we were making you uncomfortable why didn't you just leave and he's like, I didn't think about that. <laughs> and that shows you, like, Bojack doesn't think about doing the normal thing that people would do. Because most people would just leave. Most people are just like, oh, this person's being a dick. Yeah. I'm going to leave. They're like, oh, I'm They're not going to, like, go have a conversation with a stranger. Yeah. Which is what he does. And he does make some, like, good points. He's like, uh... uh because she does that classic, I have a right to be here. You know, yeah. that thing that, like, rude people, oh, I, I'm allowed to be. And he yeah. goes off on her and basically says, because you're skinny and you're pretty, like, you get away with things. Oh, but, yeah. like, you're a horrible person and I hate you. And then I think the money line is you not realizing you're a horrible person doesn't make you any less of a horrible person. Yeah. And right after that call out of her lack of self-awareness she just all she caught is you think i'm pretty yeah and they cut get to, to bojack's house there's clothes in <laughs> no, the driveway the no, car yeah. door is open the car's <laughs> still on and yeah that was the funniest thing to me is just right after that line do you think i'm pretty and then it just cut to a crashed corvette into the front <laughs> yard and just a mess of yeah so as much as uh, Bojack was sticking it to her and she didn't get it, he then did the very thing that he was accusing other people of. Like, he let her get away with it because she's pretty. Yeah. Like, he didn't hold it her to it at all or anything. No, not at all. And um, this kind of reminded me, his whole speech of, like, you're pretty and skinny and you get away with things. Like, not that there's anything wrong with being pretty and skinny, obviously, but it <laughs> reminded me of that, like, I don't know where it came from, the concept of tornadoes like people who are tornadoes and they kind of just go through life like, destroying stuff around like them. a real life tasmanian devil yeah like they just kind of slice through other people's lives yeah and leave it in torment and they just keep going and 
that's what this reminded me of but it's very true yeah i i i don't know if i would say she fits that description for me oh yeah this girl i don't know we don't know her at yeah, all but you're just yeah. saying it it brought up the idea of yeah it like okay. reminds me of that yeah um but basically bojack doesn't stick to his guns he sleeps with this girl she he regrets it she says i was tweeting about all the weird stuff you do in bed we yeah cut the credits <laughs> so oh yeah the intro yeah Yeah. intro again psychedelic great yeah and then we open funkadelic song we open in bojack's house in the living room he uh runs into the girl from last night she's wearing his sweater with uh while holding a toaster strudel yeah so she's eating his toaster strudels which he likes it's like his favorite (laughs) thing apparently yeah um aside from horse tranquilizers yeah so he's trying to get rid of her because diane's coming over he like walks over we pan over diane's already there mm-hmm. <laughs> she and then we get also this. has a... yeah she's also just eating a toaster strudel no actually she she's not yeah she is i is she yeah okay yeah she's just nonchalantly eating one and then he's like why are you over and she reads out that email he sent while yeah. drunk and like it's like <laughs> i'm on horse tranquilizers i take them to get through the day i'm yeah. also drunk i'm so alone alone like please don't tell I anyone think, did he send i think she said she's like yeah you sent this to me at 9 p.m or some or no he's pre- he probably sent it later in the night telling her to show up at 9 a.m yeah and in the email he wrote i won't remember this tomorrow yeah bring Rem- the email bring- <laughs> yeah <laughs> bring the email and he's like that does sound like me yeah so um that happens and then the girl from last night comes back in he's trying to like push her out and like (laughs) disguise it when it's obviously like because he doesn't want diane to see that he's and like write about it in the memoir right but it's very clear that's what this girl was doing here he's pushing her over we pan again i love the panning in this scene and like the you know the reveal of new people yeah mr peanut butter closes the fridge <laughs> the amount of people that are just in his house yeah, just like walking around he's there um why are you here uh i'm dropping off diane before i go to work mr peanut butter's uh filming a reality show and then we get this other like minor confrontation where mr peanut butter is calling his show peanut butter and jelly oh yeah and bojack's like not letting him get away with it he's like you yeah. have to have someone called jelly and he's like, no, it's like a pun. It's like, no, it's not a pun. Like, that's incorrect. Yeah. And again, as viewers, I think we're like, yeah, Bojack's right. But no one in the show is, you know, siding with him or no. seeing his point at all. And he's kind of just frustrated. Yeah. And Todd has the last toaster strudel. Oh, yeah. So Bojack's morning is ruined. And Todd... Well, not, not only... Oh, sorry. You Todd's might... like cyber dating yeah. with uh, some Japanese girl. <laughs> And he's lying. He's saying he's like very handsome in America. Yeah. Well, so. not only that, he's half dressed in a suit, <laughs> like from the waist up. He just has the jacket. He's got the button up shirt. I think a bow tie or a yeah, top, and then a, just underwear. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, clearly, what seems to be um, a potential scam. But we'll find out later as the uh, episode goes on. So then Bojack says, I'm going to get breakfast. 
Mr. Peanut Butter get out and he turns to the girl who he had sex with and he doesn't remember her already. He's like, who are you? The girl you had sex with last night. Oh, yeah, you should already be gone. (laughs) So then then that's when the scene ends, right? Yeah. So then we cut to the grocery store. And this is already this is episode two. This is my favorite animal gag of the whole show, like all four seasons. We have these two dogs shopping and like talking in these really valley girl voices and one dog like i love chocolate but it could literally kill me yeah oh my god i know and i just i i think again one of those scenes that as we talked about in the previous episode um scenes that that really highlight la and I think this is one of those. <laughs> it is. It's like a classic, uh, it, like gluten, dairy, yeah, no, allergy conversation. You could hear that conversation going to a Whole Foods, going to a Trader Joe's, going to Vons or Galsons. Like you, just a conversation you could hear. My brother's friend was in earshot talking to some person. They were applying for college, and it was the my great grandma was Cherokee conversation. Oh. And I'm like, oh. People still have this. Oh, boy. Right? Yeah. Okay. So he's shopping in the grocery store. He finds this box of muffins sitting in the apples at the produce section. Oh, yeah. And he grabs them, and this seal comes up behind him. And basically the gist is the seal was in the bathroom. So he put the muffins in the apples because he didn't want to take them into the bathroom but he still thinks they belong to him and bojack again like this confrontation of like no like that's technically not correct like you don't own these and then he buys them out of spite well the seal the seal called dibs yeah he called dibs where do you where do you land on this on dibs uh, on this whole on this dibs is one thing but i feel like Bojack's kind of right. Like, if you want to keep something, maybe hide it better. Like, oh, you just yeah. left it out. No, people there's... leave stuff everywhere in grocery yeah. stores. I don't think... Um, I don't think the seal was in the right at all. Yeah. It just... It, it, it's just funny because that's just how, you know, some people would approach that situation. It, it's like a weird... I feel like the whole situation in general is... It's, it's like such a... Uh, it's like such a gray area it's and the chances of that happening are so slim <laughs> right it's, like it's just a very coincidental moment but i think realistically you know if if you were in that scenario in a uh, shopping market and you had an item that you wanted i would either there's a better way to approach it i think like if you have an item you need to use the restroom maybe go and give it to like a the store manager or something you know like i think bojack is almost entirely in the right except yeah. for the fact that he didn't even want the muffins that he bought them like <laughs> purely out of spite you yeah. know because like he made his argument and right. then he was like i don't even want these but i'm just gonna like you know screw you over and i feel like that is maybe one of those qualities he has that like undercuts him yeah because that's what leads to all the trouble in the episode I, is the fact that he doesn't even he even when he's leaving them like the seal you'll regret this bojack oh, horseman yeah. he's like what do they have a lot of saturated fat oh geez they do have a lot of saturated. Yeah. like why did i buy these <laughs> well and i think his other problem was he uh ended up eating the entire box of muffins <laughs> shortly thereafter on the drive home <laughs> on the drive home yeah so i think 
yeah uh, overall just if you have a box of muffins that you want to buy at a supermarket don't leave them in the produce section and yeah uh, i'm trying yeah i don't know i i also like who goes to the bathroom at a grocery store uh do I you mean, I don't, have not I mean, not like frequently I, but, like, I don't know go home like yeah like, um so we cut to Bojack's house he's laying on the floor because he ate all the muffins on the way home yeah um Todd's talking about his date with Ayako who's the Japanese girl oh yeah and he he's <laughs> all, dropping the hints that make us realize yeah. it's a scam <laughs> yeah. I've never met a girl who was so curious about uh, bank routing numbers yeah for our 12 hour anniversary she wants a framed picture of my mother's maiden name mm-hmm. and you're like okay Todd's getting scammed <laughs> but at least he's happy yeah <laughs> uh yeah I think and then we go to Bojack and Diane start with that's, the book like they right. start the interview and Diane asks about Bojack's childhood he says normal we get this great flashback scene well this is like one of what like two or three in this yeah yeah. okay so but this one again like when we're talking about the writing of this show like this scene is like 12 seconds long and it reveals so much about their (laughs) it's just funny because previously in the last episode i don't think we got a flashback or any sort of look into um his childhood life so oh, this yeah. is the first, yeah, first we've ever seen. We we kind of could assume that it was bad, <laughs> yeah. But, and like as a narrative tool, this kind of gives us a clue that the book is going to be this like vehicle for diving into Bojack more. Yeah. Like we both, on the other side, we like see the way he interacts, and that's the results. And then this book is clearly going to be this like constant thing that makes him reveal things about himself. Yeah. So we get this flashback mom and dad arguing i'm sorry these omelets are not as good as the omelets your secretary makes oh yeah the dad fires back maybe if my secretary refused to have an abortion i'd be married (laughs) to her and then again like the camera pans Uh, out and bojack is sitting right there can i have an omelet mother well it is your birthday (laughs) that was so well and not only that but He's dressed up in a sailor suit, right? Oh, yeah. He, like, looks adorable. (laughs) He, like, talks. He's like, Mommy, can I have an omelet? Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's sort of portraying the idea that he grew up in. Well, I mean, I guess it would be fitting. Well, I'm I'm trying to think. No, I don't think it's related at all to the time period that he would have actually been born, you know, because he's supposed to be, like, in his 40s. I think he's 50, is okay so he's like a mid-60s baby so like yeah grew up late 70s yeah yeah and this like portrayal of his parents is almost like earlier than like the 50s yeah, yeah. i think we get that from the later flashbacks that we're going to talk about like his dad is very very like madman very yeah. 50s salt of the earth american values kind of guy but yeah i think you're right because that is how they dress him he's dressed kind of ridiculously he is like a sailor i never (laughs) thought about that so we end that flashback diane says clearly you're not ready to talk um bojack because they're no, like why wouldn't i be ready to talk my childhood is so normal like yeah super normal and they just meet at his office right 
think. Yeah, he has like yeah. an office in his house. Um, he gets a call from Princess Carolyn. <laughs> this is another great thing I love with all the calls from Princess Carolyn. He gets a call from Princess Carolyn, and her assistant then puts him on hold. Oh yeah, when he called her, he's like, "Oh, I'll, just a second, I'll see if she's available." We get the Jellicles song again. We get this great little dig at MSNBC. Are you watching MSNBC right now, yeah. Bojack? I didn't fall on my remote and become paralyzed, so no, I'm not watching MSNBC. And well, we I tune think in. I, I turned on the subtitles at that point yeah. accidentally, and it's MSNBCA. Yeah, like the yeah. ocean, another little animal nature pun. Yeah, and we see the reporter for MSNBC is a whale. So yeah, which fits MSNBC. <laughs> They've thought it all through. <laughs> um, and we see the seal, the muffin seal is, and I think if I'm not wrong, this seal is also voiced by Patton Oswald. I think this I, is Patton Oswald. I think so, yeah. yeah. This is more clearly Patton Oswald than the pig from last episode. Yeah. So the seal is dressed up in a military uniform. We find out he's a Navy seal. <laughs> We find out he's home from uh, Afghanistan. Neil McBeal, the Navy SEAL. Yeah, we get that line. <laughs> I, I didn't know he was a Navy SEAL. I thought he was just a regular SEAL. <laughs> um, so we find out that he's basically, he's clearly like gone to the media and they're really playing up this soldier angle. You know, yeah. he's in uniform on TV. They're like, oh, he came back from Afghanistan like after... Uh, stealing from a navy seal um and then bojack basically says should i call in and like set the record straight diane tries to tell him no yeah because he's at this point he's at his house um when princess caroline calls he's at his house with uh diane and todd and they're just kind of like hanging around sitting there and then so they turn on the tv or todd turns on the tv i, I can't remember and then um that's when we get Bojack's... Uh, yeah, so he's like, should I call in? Diane's trying to tell him no. He's like, oh, I stopped listening. And he's like already on the phone <laughs> with the station. Yeah, well, immediately after she says no, he's already like connected. Yeah. <laughs> like within a split second. And then we get, we kind of get the main political argument yeah. that's being made in this episode. Uh, uh, Tom the whale. I think it's Tom. The reporter? The reporter, yeah. It's Tom. Uh, he basically asked Bojax, will you apologize uh, for what you did to like one of America's heroes today? And they have an argument about dibs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. As if that would be something that would like a discussion. Well, and I think that in itself is like a, a it's poking fun at live television for, you know, showing just dumb stuff. Whether it's like local television or even some of the like discussions and arguments that they have on like networks, networks. like msnbc yeah, yeah. it's always you, you you turn the channel to you know a big station and sometimes it just seems like a like a discussion or an argument on something so trivial and minute yeah the 24-hour news cycle um they have a small discussion about dibs bojack gets his, <laughs> this jab in he says i i hid them in the produce section he goes that's hiding how did you survive in afghanistan <laughs> Which is a little unfair. Yeah. Um, and Bojack fires back 
again spiteful i can't give them back because i ate them all yeah and the reporter jumps on that he's like how many muffins were in the box neil like how big were they and bojack kind of spirals out of control and he starts screaming into the phone i have no self-control and i hate myself and just ends the conversation screaming on all fours into the phone and i think prior to that uh uh, Diane is sitting there. She's like scribbling on paper, like just hang up, like stop. stop. Talking. Yeah, stop. I think it literally said like stop talking in all caps, and uh, and then that that was the point where he just essentially has like a breakdown on telephone on air. Yeah, on like local television. I thought it was a little bit funny though, because not funny, but. Uh, the observation that because we know bojack is not working he's not trying to get jobs it kind of doesn't matter for him the controversy yeah. in a he way he really doesn't have like a lot at stake he doesn't have he's already successful he already has money yeah it's not costing him anything after this scene um where he's like flipping through the channels and like every channel is about this controversy oh, yeah. happening and he's which again kind of like oh like just even just that kind of makes fun of local and like national television today where it's oh, yeah. just like everyone's just on you know the same bandwagon there's a really good dig uh later on that kind of goes along with that point so then bojack ends the phone call screaming uh they go back <laughs> bojack and diane are trying round two uh, uh oh, the starting meeting. the book a yeah. little so again we go back to what was your childhood like um but we do get this little thing where diane reveals a little bit about herself she's saying because they're filming mr peanut butter's reality tv show at their house she's like i have to go to the roof to be alone because they don't have insurance well i think film on the roof yeah i think there was a i think there was a good conversation between Bojack and Princess Caroline prior to this moment Um, because I think after the the, like the phone the call the phone call in that Bojack made I think after that Princess Caroline calls him again and um, that's the second time because the first time it's only a phone call the second time he's actually on air Oh, like there's a camera that's right in his office yeah and he's on msnbc okay yeah but yeah so in between that there's this attempt again uh, bojack calls diane adorable we're kind of starting to see them form a connection and then we get another oh, yeah. flashback uh diane does that slick little i used to climb up on the roof with my dad how was your relationship with your dad she uh, like brings in oh, the recorder yeah. um we got another flashback uh, he's made a Father's Day card for his dad. His dad says it's shoddy craftsmanship. You didn't try. You gave up halfway through. And then we get this great, you were kind of talking about it, this like great 50s values kind of question. Yeah. Of, uh, you take a boat from here to New York. Are you going to go around the horn or cut through the <laughs> canal like some Democrat? He says, I- I'd go through the canal. He slaps them. You go around the horn the way God intended. <laughs> You know, that, like, yeah. uh, old American, like, do it the hard way. Yeah. Like, nature. Totally. Republican, you know. Uh, so we flash back in. Diane says, 
I asked you if you were close with your father. You sat here in silence for five minutes and said <laughs> uneventful. <laughs> um, and then Bojack diverts again. He's like, I have to get this muffin thing yeah. off my plate because I can't really focus. So we cut to MSNBC. Now Bojack is live uh, arguing with Neil McBeal. Is, and oh, okay, yeah. And then we get this, I spent a year in Afghanistan making America safer. He says, you specifically, like you made America safer. I think I might have said Afghanistan. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, and and he said. And he says. Show, I think. Yeah. And then the reporter asks Bojack, surely you would even agree that the troops are heroes. And Bojack says, I don't agree to that. So then we get this argument, which I think pretty much everyone would agree with but it shows our climate where what is pretty much a reasonable argument even if it's poorly presented cannot survive on the news so he says maybe some of the troops are heroes but not automatically i'm sure a lot of the troops are jerks most people are jerks already and it's not like giving a jerk a gun and telling him it's okay to kill people suddenly turns that jerk into a hero and the reporter just goes did you just call the troops a jerk? Oh, you know, yeah. completely missing the, the point. point. Yeah. And maybe not like a delicately presented point, but I think a point we would agree with. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think, Sean? Um, on all, what's the question that, well, just like the, the argument our, that Bojack is making. Oh, I, I almost, when I was first watching it, I thought maybe they had presented the, the first scene, his initial meeting of um, Neil McBeal, the Navy SEAL, like the whole muffins scene, I thought that kind of was maybe supposed to relate to this, the, this, the troop sort of analogy where it's like, it's such a gray area. Like obviously everyone wants to say all troops are heroes. And I thought maybe in the same sense that like, it's, it's like, I'm trying to think of a better way to explain the correlation or my thought process here. But I mean, just as calling dibs on a muffin in a supermarket is just kind of like this like gray area where someone like a majority of people might say yes. I thought maybe the same argument could be made about, you know, all the troops being heroes. It's like, oh, of course, everyone want everyone wants to say all the troops are heroes. But is that you know really the case i mean well i think I, it's in general you could even make it wider everyone wants all people to be good yeah no one wants the world to be filled with bad people or no one wants a person to be bad but yeah. you can't just be like oh all people are good despite the evidence of reality also i kind of thought like what do you think of neil McBeal? because i think he's kind of a jerk because even in the supermarket he was like trying to oh like you think you've had a hard day like i just spent 10 months abroad i just got back and bojack cuts him off and then he goes on tv and he's very clearly you know in military dress i yeah. i made america safe he's very clearly like playing it up and yeah. trying to use this as a way to win well and, a public relations battle. yeah and the other thing is like i know a big issue is uh stolen honor or stolen valor you know people who pretend to oh have yeah yeah served in the military so you don't actually know if you know if neil mcbeal 
the Navy SEAL actually served. And it's, you know, it's never really proven. So it could, you know, it's just, it's like a gray area. But it, I think you're it right. It shouldn't though. be He's, part of the argument. It, you know, yeah. like if he thinks his dibs argument is correct, he shouldn't have to like use this other thing to basically try and like win a popularity contest. Yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of weird. I don't like it. It definitely feels in the episode that he's like abusing. Uh, well, I don't know if abusing. He's leveraging. He's it. leveraging it. Yeah, yeah. leveraging his uh, experience and um, you know whether or not he was actually a Navy SEAL. It's definitely like trumped up Plus, to be if this. a Navy SEAL even means the same thing in their world. Well, yeah, and because well, just any SEAL you know who's in is, the Navy, you know what it is. It's 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 the classic like um playing to like seal sorry neil mcbeal is is playing to the ethos of the audience whereas bojack is constantly playing towards the what would logic be pathos right yeah he's like he's technically right but he's never winning right and ethos on you know a media scale the media is always playing to the audience's emotions and you have someone like bojack who's very much ingrained in the like logical approach like and we see that from the beginning of this episode and the the first episode it's like his he takes very logical steps towards uh just approaching his ration i don't know like his rationality for coming to certain conclusions like i guess the the instance with the girls at the beginning he had the logical approach but he is, still loses he basically right. loses to like a i don't even know if i'd call it ethos it's like a, a sexual argument well, <laughs> <laughs> the girl basically seduces him yeah and even with um but he mystery, loses to his emotions yeah that's kind yeah. of what it is you yeah. know it's like he's like oh well logically you know his approach was i wanted to you know i want to stay at this bar and even though these people are are making me feel bad I'm going to continue to stay at this bar and he does that and then he you know he approaches them and explains that to them and they <laughs> the one girl in particular in particular um kind of wins him over with her you know through emotions I guess so and he caves to the thing that he's arguing against yeah like to the very thing which so. we also see will happen in this instance yeah. But it also comes along with, I think, when we get to it, like a much more thought out and well formulated argument yeah. at the end. He like throws, there's a big chunk there. So yeah. Um, after this, the troops are jerks. We see every news station is just running BoJack clips of, I think the troops are jerks. The troops are jerks. You know, he gets that phone call from Princess Carolyn, Agent Talk. Uh, we get another can you hold for a second she's just getting out of a meeting bojack's on hold for an hour with the jellicle song playing (laughs) and princess carolyn you know this whole you hating the troops thing is not great um she says if you don't swallow your pride um i forget the line it's not gonna end oh yeah yeah something like that like it's never gonna she's she's really telling him like this is what you need to do 
and this is how you do it and he follows that up with i'm not stubborn i'm proud <laughs> or like something like yeah, yeah by immediately like reinforcing what she just had said i don't know that's the same thing no it's an important distinction like he's very <laughs> he very caught up in the the weeds on all yeah. these things so then that phone call ends he gets put on hold again we go back to well um, she I think in that phone call, does she invite him to... Not yet. Okay. That's the next one. Okay. Um, so then we cut back to the news program. We cut to people protesting outside Bojack's house. Oh, yeah. We get... This is another, like, a mockery of, you know, people who protest yeah. almost. Because uh, the one bear, he voiced his opinion even though it was, an unpop it was unpopular. And that's the most cowardly thing a person can do. And then it cuts to the girl that he slept with. After we made love, he covered himself in sheets like an Arab, which I thought was so funny. And then we get that criticism that you were talking about. We cut to a reporter talking about like a major education bill. Yeah. And she gets cut off by Tom, the whale, to be like, oh, we have to cut back to Bojack Horseman. His Lexus is leaving the house. Like yeah. this is breaking news, uh, which shows like how news coverage is prioritized towards like vapid meaningless things yeah well they uh uh car chases are huge for like a lot of local television stations and um it's just people like to watch car chases well now you're making me wish it was a car chase because it's not a car chase <laughs> well i mean <laughs> yeah it's not a car chase but you kind of get I think in the episode you get a view from like a helicopter. Oh yeah, they're the like car. they're following they're, the car. Yeah. So yeah, they're yeah. following Bojack and in the car is Diane and Todd and they're trying to just escape the yeah. the craziness that's happening out front so of his house. So Todd says he has a plan. He calls Ayako and says, "Get me three tickets to Kyoto." <clears throat> Ayako is furious. Oh, yeah. she's, she's like, "Do you know like, how much time and effort went into scamming you when you only have $80 in your bank account. Yeah. And so and he's surprised that he has $80. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's like he's, I have $80 in my bank account. He's thrilled, but that's the resolution of Todd's arc for the episode, I guess. Um Yeah. Then we get to we get to <laughs> Bojack. I just want to get away from all these cameras. We cut to Mr. Peanut Butter's kitchen where he's filming his reality show. So there's cameras in Bojack's face. There's no escaping. They're saying, uh, pretend like they're not there. They're being very obnoxious. Bojack, finally, he kind of says, uh, I want to fix this. Like, I don't care who is right anymore, even though it was definitely me. But I just want to get yeah. this over with. And then Princess Carolyn says... Which, um, again, is his logic coming through. Where yeah. I think it's like, you know, the more emotional person would be attached to proving that or just like holding on to a grudge i guess like oh they you know this person wronged me and i'm never gonna talk to them again and he takes the more logical approach or he tries to at least which is like i just want to fix this i agree but then also we get a little bit of hypocrisy in this line because he's saying yeah. how much he hates the cameras and whatever and he f ends it with i just want my privacy back so i could finish writing my tell-all memoir so everyone will pay attention to me again yeah so it's kind of like but i think that's just a part of the flaw in his character he's kind of a hypocrite right yeah which is what he was criticizing the girl at the beginning for he was saying you're not aware like you're not aware of you being a horrible person but you're still a horrible person and in this line he's kind of showing that he's not aware 
that that he's secretly he might love the attention yeah even this attention you know yeah. he's all over tv everyone's hearing him talk yeah and i think like as as an audience member it's it's easy to get that feeling of just like okay he you know he kind of likes being in the limelight oh yeah so. yeah he's a fame whore yeah so then Princess Carolyn says she's reached out to the McBeal camp. Uh, he'll publicly forgive you if you publicly apologize and present him a box of muffins. Oh, Bojack yeah. says, but I ate the muffins. She says, no, we got another <laughs> one. He's like, oh, those ones in the cupboard? I didn't know you were saving them. She says, we've been here for 10 minutes. And then Todd volunteers to go get more muffins because he yeah. has $80 in his bank account. He feels, one, well, he wants to, I think he says somewhere along the lines like i want to contribute i want to help yeah and like i'm helping so <laughs> todd's joined the main storyline um they decide to do the public apology on peanut butter and jelly mr peanut butter's reality tv show there's another little argument of it can't be peanut butter and jelly if there's no jelly it's a pun it's not a pun so this is like the i guess the third argument that bojack's been having over the course of this episode there's the muffins there's the peanut butter and jelly and then there's the childhood with diane so yeah because the the girl one the from the beginning kind of resolved itself already um so we cut to peanut mr peanut butter show they're hanging out neil McBeal comes in it's a very scripted badly acted reality show kind of thing yeah um they like only emphasize that point with uh the i think it's like the sound guy he's like bojack tries to talk he's like oh too quiet and then bojack like speaks louder he's like oh too loud and then bojack yeah. like kind of tries to like <laughs> like lower. super obnoxious guy yeah. and then the, the like the mics like kind of like getting too close to him he's like all right so um so todd arrives he's supposed to have muffins but his bank card got declined for the fraud that he suffered clearly yeah so he has a bag of stale hamburger buns from From, in and out so bojack presents it to neil neil says what and bojack wings it you know very nicely he says this is representative of how we throw our troops away and you know we send our muffins overseas and they come back stale hamburger buns so it goes well and you're like okay it's like slightly recovered yeah so then the neil McBeal pushes it he says so what you're thinking is i'm a hero and he's really like bojack say i'm a hero and bojack caves in he says you're a hero all the troops are heroes everyone and then we get this um kind of really cogent and almost like a Braveheart speech from Bojack of like, uh, I don't think he basically says the opposite. He says what he believes, but he puts I don't believe in front of all of it. So it flies. So it's like a I don't believe using the word heroes all the time cheapens what it actually means and like turns real people into political pawns. And Neil McBeal's like, yeah i i don't believe that either okay and he like keeps going and keeps going yeah and it's a very well formed argument i think yeah i kind of just want to read it because it's like yeah no go for it because it's it's, uh, it's like affirming in the negative i guess because it's stuff that i haven't even thought about it before like uh this part i am not deeply ambivalent about a seemingly mandated celebration of our military by a nation that claims to value peace telling our children that violence is never the answer 
while refusing to hold our government to the same standard. Which is just brutal. Like, that's a kill shot. Yeah. And I think that's, like, one of the points that goes sort of, like, past the argument, I guess, in some ways. Yeah. Like, just... And I think that's kind of at the point where uh, Neil McBeal is just kind of, like... He's like, this is... It's not, you know, he... It's it's almost like he realizes that, but he's more focused on just being called a hero than actually. Oh yeah, he doesn't get it. He's like, yeah, I agree. Yes, like please give me give me the bag of stale hamburger buns. And Bojack is kind of like ramping up, uh, and then here's what you were talking about the reality television thing. Uh, Furthermore, I do not find it unbelievably appropriate that this is taking place on reality television a genre which thrives on chopping the complexities of our era into easily digestible chunks of empty catchphrases, which is what we see on the news all the time. It's almost, yeah. it's like a adult version of memes. It's just, yeah. It's just news memes. <clears throat> people need, people need a, um, sound bites and, yeah. and little audio files to digest or little clips that they see online on Facebook and then they just digest that as like oh this is what's going on in the world right now and now i have an understanding of it it's like no you you don't have an understanding of it you just you watched a very small portion of it so yeah and immediately his point is proven right he's trying to make another point everyone goes hey look mr peanut butter has a bucket stuck on his head oh yeah everyone starts rushing over bojack again like you could see his like fame horniness like he's caught up in the moment he's like wait i had another point to make yeah and they're like no we're gonna cut to that they go uh a young lady pulls the bucket off mr peanut butter's head she's wearing he a, says oh, oh what's she wearing uh, it's it's i just thought it was funny because it's a it's a her shirt said misprints and there's a you know the band called the misfits Oh, and so it's a so misprinted misfit shirt. Yeah. Oh, like, that's again, funny. like a little little pun. They they use their visuals very well yeah. in this show. Um, so she pulls the bucket off Mr. Peanut Butter's head. <laughs> he says, "You're a real hero." Yeah. Bojack rolls his eyes. Uh, what's your name, young lady? She says, "My real name's Angela, but my friends call me Jelly." Yeah. So this is like a Mr. Peanut Butter thing. He like stumbles into being right in his yeah. conversation with bojack so the whole mr peanut uh, peanut butter and jelly thing is vindicated yeah even though bojack again was technically correct about his argument yeah but mr peanut butter wins the day through like some chance doggy labrador like sheer luck kind yeah. of thing well and i think it's funny that he like the a dog with a bucket on its head sort of thing i don't know if that's like an official uh like metaphor but it's like one of those things where, um, you know, if a dog has a bucket on their head, they just, you know, they're running around just aimlessly. They don't really know what's going on. Oh, yeah. He's, and I think that's like that's true. the perfect, like, he's a, he's a dog. He had a bucket on his head and just like. And he stumbled into the right answer yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, that's true. That's very representative of Mr. Peanut Butter. Yeah. Um. So then we cut again. This is... um pretty much like the last episode where the final scene is kind of this kicker <clears throat> between Diane and Bojack yeah. and it kind of brings everything to a close so 
Diane's on the roof smoking because that's where she gets away from people. Bojack joins her. Um, she says, how to go down there? And Bojack says, the problem with everybody is they want to hear what they already believe. They don't want to hear the truth. And Diane turns it around on him very quickly and says, I want to hear the truth, but you're not telling it to me. Yeah. Mr. Normal Childhood, like happy family. And she gives him this ultimatum. I can write you uh, a really like standard blah, blah, celebrity uh, memoir. Or if you want more than that, you have to open up and give me something real. Yeah. And again, she's like challenging him. She's like, you say you can open up, but I don't think you can. And he admits defeat again, maybe for like the third or fourth time this episode. But this defeat doesn't feel like he's sacrificing his argument or his beliefs. It's almost like he's following them. Like Diane has made him hold himself to his own word. Yeah. Which I think is very nice. And... He starts going into it. Um, you know, my parents, they drank a lot. My father was a failed novelist. My father resented my mother for uh, having money. Then we get another little 1950s thing. Uh, he tore down my treehouse because instead of using hardy Christian nails, I used screws, which he called fancy Jew nails, <laughs> yeah. which I don't think is a thing. No. <laughs> um. And we also got this little nugget in here. You're not going to make me look like an asshole, are you? And she just responds, I don't know. Are you an asshole? And they drop it and they move on from there. Yeah. Um, Is that I really, where the episode end? ended? Well, they end, they end on the fancy Jew nails. And then he goes, like I said, completely normal. And they yeah. pan up. Oh, but okay. I really, I love this conversation. I loved it a lot. Yeah, no, I, I, I really just liked um, the line was it did she say it or did he say which part uh everybody wants to hear what they already believe he said that okay yeah Yeah. and and i think that sort of uh in that sentence alone really just kind of explains the entire episode because it's like yeah you know whether it's the the uh neil mcbeal the navy seal wanting to be told he's a hero or whether it's like um the girl, the girl wants to be wants told she's pretty. Yeah. Mr. Peanut Butter loosely wants to be told his show yeah. is good and the idea is good and the title is good. Yeah. I guess Todd is like the only exception. He's kind of the only person who's just like he <laughs> I guess for the when he's told the I don't know I don't know how Todd I guess it's cuz he rolls the, with it yeah. you know like he finds out the girl he liked was scamming him yeah. but then immediately moves on to the next thing yeah he's like, just like whatever he's so actually maybe, surprised yeah. when he finds out he has $80 in his yeah bank so account. maybe we find out Todd's kind of immune to that like Todd yeah. doesn't want to hear what he already believes he'll just take whatever's given to him and he'll like fold it into a new thing yeah but I really love Diane because this is, I think, what we would argue like a good friend is, like what Diane does. Yeah. Diane listens to Bojack and then very clearly and immediately calls him out and says, well, that's great, but you're not following your own rules. Yeah. You're, you're holding everyone else to this standard and you're getting angry at everyone else. 
and you're doing the same thing to me. So, phone call. Yeah, my bad. So, you can either, you can't have it both ways. And I think it shows a little bit of maturity in Bojack where he recognizes that. The way Diane presents it to him, he says, oh yeah, like I am being a hypocrite. Oh yeah. So I do have to do this right. Yeah. And I think, I think my impression that I've, I've sort of received from Bojack is that he, he's aware of some of his actions and, and some of his decisions. But again, Diane just, uh, she serves as the filter or she serves as the friend who has no filter. She's like there to tell him like, no, cause I think he kind of gets caught up in like, I'm right. I'm right. Like everyone else is wrong. And she's there to be like, cause she's kind of on the same level I'd say of like awareness of just like, like her logical approach to situations that he has as well. Like I think they're both, um, very understanding of each other and um it's why they kind of had that like initial click in the first episode it kind of felt like they and seem very simpatico yeah with each other yeah. definitely so it's like again she's the friend who has like no filter and she's just willing to you know tell him like uh you're you know it's like you're not as right as you think you are this is you know this is what you need to be doing and he's like yeah that's true which so. makes sense when you think about the fact that bojack has this uh like need to confront people yeah that maybe diane has too but bojack's a celebrity who's like attached to way more things and is way more visible so yeah like, she, when he does it and he's involved with more people and she's kind of i was also thinking about it she's probably the only person we've met so far who bojack is reliant upon and not the other way around because todd's reliant on bojack for like housing and food and princess carolyn as his agent is reliant on his talent and like him yeah that's true making her money and the other way is true for diane where she doesn't actually need anything from bojack she's he called her for help yeah so the dynamic is different and there's not really anything for her to lose when she's calling him out because princess carolyn i think is pretty smart but she does that agent thing you know in the first episode as your agent i think you've never looked better like you look great oh, and, yeah. like, in this episode well yeah she's kind of like the friend who um well he even has that line he's like am i getting fat I think that was in the first episode. Yeah, and, and she's, she's like, like, you've never looked better. Yeah, as, you know, she's like, as your agent, you've never looked better. Or no, she's, her first response is that yeah. you, you, you've you never looked better. And then he has, he has to ask her or like preface the next question with, well, as my, you know. Ex, as my former girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, you look like shit. Yeah. And, and so <laughs> it's like, you know, and I think that's maybe also sort of, symbolic of a lot of um hollywood celebrities they surround them whether it's by choice or by just by nature they've been surrounded by people who are just so often there to tell them like yes 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 you know like um i don't know why justin bieber is like the first example that comes to mind but 
people always claim that he, you know, he was surrounded by a lot of people who just said yes, you know, like yes, yes, yes. And so his, you know, his life kind of went off the rails and he did his own thing. But when you have friends who are there to actually tell you no, then, you know, your life is going to go kind of down a different path. And do you think so, that's a sign of caring? Because I think one of the other things you wonder, Todd doesn't call out Bojack. Not really. Princess Carolyn doesn't. And Diane does. Which one of those is... I think we're both agreeing that like the calling out is the better... Oh, yeah. 100%. Thing, but I still think Todd care, Todd's not confrontation is his own version of caring. Yeah, and, well, and Princess I think, Carolyn being a professional agent is her version of caring. Yeah. And she does help him solve this problem. Like, let's not forget Princess Carolyn is the one that puts together the solution. Yeah. I think What do you think of Bojack and Diane? Um, well, like you said earlier, I think they're kind of like simpatico. You know, they're like uh I mean, I I, I can't predict what what their relationship is going to be like in the future what are you thinking that's i'm kind of curious like what are you uh i'm thinking uh i'm thinking that they'd make really good friends and i think there might be like a point in the show where they like mistakenly try to turn that into a relationship but um that's just my like my guess is that they're like oh like we're such good friends we should try a relationship when realistically like most scenarios like that just remain better friendships because i think there's those there's like the dichotomy of relationship ideas which is you want to date someone who's really similar to you or you want to date someone who's not similar to you and is good at things that you're not good at and has strengths that you don't because we even see in this episode mr peanut butter has filled their house with reality tv cameras and diane hates it yeah and so like on one aspect you think diane and mr peanut butter aren't alike diane and bojack are alike Mm -hmm. is that like a cause for tension but then the other thing maybe diane and bojack because throughout all this we still don't know a lot about diane no the only stuff we know about diane is what she agrees with bojack on but out of all the characters she's still kind of an unknown and she seems kind of above it all for now yeah i'm i'm sure that might change um yeah i don't know there's you know there is i guess a little bit of uh opposites attract i don't know how true that that remains but uh i i wanted to actually go back to the initial point that you were talking about not to i don't know if you go for it to like no go for it deeper into the whole like relationship thing but it's hard for me because i've seen the show so i have to pretend i don't know so mostly i'm just wondering what your thoughts were for me my only guess is that like there might potentially be a scenario where she breaks up with mr peanut butter and then bojack's there and they kind of they're like oh we're close i don't know classic rom-com situation Yeah. yeah potentially that's just my guess but Going back to the point that you made earlier, which was um, you were talking about, well, why does Diane, why is she the only friend who cares? Or 
you know, uh, who tells the truth, who tells the truth. Yeah. And I think a part of it is, um, some people just aren't as good as, um, sharing empathy. Like when I look at someone like Todd, it's like, obviously they're good friends and he cares, but I, I don't imagine him. He doesn't strike me as the person who's just like empathetic towards someone who's like going through shit. Cause he's already kind of gone going through or in the middle of going through his own stuff and and he's his, his, his best, breakup his bad breakup yeah, with ayako his best way of dealing with all of that stuff is just by like not doing anything like i i don't know and then you look at like princess carolyn who is you know who was his uh ex and who is also his agent so she rides this fine line of being like still like a business professional friend sort of thing so it's and like that is the angle she takes she's yeah. very like problem solver oh yeah kind of like she calls him and is like let's fix this let's fix yeah. this he says no no and then finally when he says yes she's like i have a solution right but you're right she never like she never goes to the heart of the problem yeah and i wouldn't expect her to because like they you know just ended a relationship so it's really not her responsibility and it's not his responsibility to get into a conversation like that but that's what's great about um diane's character because she is this new friend to bojack is that he can kind of like open up to her without feeling i think he's been kind of constricted in the past to just todd and Princess Carolyn, Caroline, Carolyn, 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 and um, it seems like the only two people that he really um, would have in the past opened up to. And again, those are two people who just aren't as empathetic as maybe Diane is. And that's kind of what we're seeing in this episode is that she, and and a part of it is her job. You know, her job as a as a writer is to listen and to um, care about the person that she's working with, and and to really gain a better understanding to of that person to write an accurate memoir for them. You know, because this is her job as a ghost writer to help people like Bojack. So, I think but in her nature, it's there to be empathetic and understand but that does become the question too is like her behavior is that of a good friend but is she just doing her job which well, yeah, is that, what yeah princess carolyn does too and yeah i think there's a lot there i also think there's the aspect of diane being a stranger yeah. and not actually knowing bojack well yeah and, that, and, and that's kind of refreshing in a yeah, way again he can he probably you know feels a bit sometimes it's easier to open up to a stranger about what's going on you know like and i think that's kind of the the situation that he's in or kind of his approach to um having to write this book is it gives him an opportunity to really come out of his shell as this sort of hermit of a main character you know like he's lived this life of just like you know his tv show 20 years ago was booming and then his career slowly fell apart and he's only really he's only really surrounded himself with 
a really small group of people. So now he has to kind of like open up again. And I think plus I think that's the hope of people whose lives are not going great is like uh, it's not me. It's the fact that people don't know the real me. Yeah. You kind of hope that my problems are because people don't understand me and not because I'm flawed, which is another aspect of this book. The show or, or him writing the book. Yeah. Like him writing. the oh, book. Yeah. Uh, oh, my life since my show ended hasn't been so great. But once people and like once Diane helps people really know me. Hi, spirit. I think. Yeah. I hope that this come through the audio. It probably will. A, <laughs> a dog just barked really loud. Um, once people know me through this book, my life will turn around. People will love me again. Yeah. Because we even see uh, people don't really regard him well as a celebrity, even. No. The reporters kind of ragging on him. Yeah. Oh, we were laughing. We're not laughing now. The girls at the beginning. Of the, the girls at the beginning. The seal. Uh, you yeah. Just because you're some pseudo-celebrity. Bojack. <laughs> pseudo-celebrity. Oh, my God. Yeah. So offended. So Well, I... Yeah. I don't know. Going back to that point, it's almost funny because uh, uh, Neil McBeal treated Bojack as a, in the same way that Bojack sort of treated him. Like Neil McBeal saw Bojack as not a real celebrity. Bojack saw him as not a real hero. hero. So I don't know. I guess there's some. That is true too. The way you wish to be seen. Who says that? I don't even think. I think they're right. Like, would we consider Bojack a full-fledged celebrity? Even mm. imagine uh, Will Smith, if after Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, he didn't do anything. We wouldn't really call him a celebrity on the level of, like, Matt Damon, Ben no. Affleck, Brad Pitt. Like, Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, working in the music industry, it's, I think, well, and I, I guess for any industry or artist... I think what really um, sets you apart from anyone else is your ability to be consistent. And as an actor, too, or a celebrity, if you're not consistently, you know, in the public's eye, then you quickly you quickly fall off the, the ladder. So well, good for Bojack. He got in the public's eye a lot this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I think we kind of talked about everything. I think this episode is kind of similar to the first one where we're learning more. I think this one we learned a lot more about Bojack in depth than we did about all the characters at the same time. Yeah. Uh, He's argumentative. He's picky. He's very insistent on being technically right. Mm -hmm. And the situation still goes wrong for him anyways. Oh, yeah. It always seems to, well not always but i'm sure it'll go right for him eventually but i think uh yeah we'll see how it transpires in the next couple episodes and but, i'm excited for i really liked the diane bojack uh alone scenes i like all yeah. the scenes they're well, all very I, good i think it's almost like uh he has this like <laughs> i don't know i don't want to use the uh like onion analogy but he's got these layers he's like an ogre he's like an ogre he's like shrek just gotta peel back the the layers and then slowly yeah find more find out more about his character and i guess with that being said 
it's in a way their conversations together you're learning a bit about both of them you're learning yeah. more about her and you're learning more about him probably in this episode more so about him i'm sure in future episodes those tables will turn and it will be more about her um but that's diane's the heavyweight i think so far we've seen mr peanut butter and todd have seemed to have their own strengths but they're kind of they don't seem to have a depth yet no that we've seen a little bit more from Princess Carolyn, but since they've broken up, she's kind of gone full professional, full agent. Yeah. And Diane, so far, for every one of her scenes, has been this very heavy hammer knocking down uh, the walls of pretense that Bojack is throwing up. Yeah. Anything else? Um, no, I think that... I think, honestly, we talked about uh, everything that... I wanted to talk about oh I guess just uh I'd written down that the the supermarket from the sort of beginning of the episode was named Javon's oh. like J apostrophe V O N S so I don't know classic pun on Vons and yeah there's also a it's also the supermarket from the title sequence. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was and also going to see say the two dogs. In LA, there's a John's and a Vaughn's. Yeah, yeah. It's so, both of those together. Yeah. Yeah. Javon's. Javon's. All right. Well, uh, so I think that does it. Yeah. That was episode season one, episode two Bojack Hates the Troops. And we'll be back next week with more Bojack Horseman. I'm Aram. I'm Sean. And thank you for listening to Unbridled, the unofficial BoJack Horseman podcast. (laughs) We'll be back.